Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. I'm Jim Richards, and I am so excited to uh, welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. Man, uh, you know, uh, me and my buddy Rick Trussell here, we work together to make these videos. We've been just sitting around here talking about God things, and you know what? That just gets me so incredibly excited. So, so strap in. I hope you've been enjoying this series uh, about, con about creating divine connections because I am telling you, there is far more to this than we have even been able to scratch the surface on. You know, you know let, let me mention this too. You know, people have asked me sometimes, they say, well, why don't you put everything in the broadcast that you put in the CD series? Well, honestly, you just can't because the average person, and you may not be the average, but the average person can only bear about 20 minutes or so of actual teaching and then pretty much you, you, you've lost them. And so, and so you know, you, you have to make tools and resources just like Jesus did. You know, Jesus would preach to the, to the multitudes and then he, would, then he would expand it to his disciples, then he would expand it to the apostles, and then he would expand it to the three that he was closest to. And so, you know, it, it's about making uh, uh, everything available to people uh, based on a format that, that fits where they are at that, at that particular point in time. But here's what I want you to get. You know, one of the major things we do at Impact Ministries because, you know, biblical transformation requires pretty much a three-part process. And that three-part process is simply identifying and putting off anything that has to do with the old man. And the old man is not just who you were before you got saved. It's anything that is not connected to the new you that's raised up in the righteousness of God. Renewing your mind. Now, if you don't renew your mind, you can't deal with the old man. You can't identify the old man. You can't even, you're not even sure what the difference is between good and evil. And then, of course, putting on the new man. That is the only new covenant process of transformation for the believer. You know, uh, miracles didn't transform people. Deliverances do not transform people. People get transformed by renewing their mind, putting off the old man, and, and coming to this realization of who we really are in Jesus and what we really have in Jesus, and choosing that, knowing how to bring that alive in their heart. So I want you to understand something. In all of my teaching, I'm not just helping you renew your mind in the sense of giving you new information. I'm helping you renew your mind to teach you how to think to grasp a logic that is woven throughout the scripture. That's, you know, the word logos, which is the word of God, and Jesus is called the logos of God. Uh, logos is an incredibly uh, uh, inclusive and powerful word. And the word logos has to do with a logic. God has a logic, and religion never understands that logic. And so my hope for you 
is that the things that I share with you will help you grasp the logic of God and go beyond anything that I could teach you. And, and that's one of the things you, you always want to understand. One of the core factors for, for prayer, for Bible reading, and, and, and is this. No matter what you come up with doctrinally, at the end of the day, that is meaningless if you don't recognize how God is showing you to apply that to your life at that point in time. Information that is not be believed, received, and applied is meaningless. It's just information. So please, 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 whether you just watch the broadcast, whether and you know, and I hope that you're, I hope that you've got my app. I hope that you're that you're getting my daily inspirations because man, they give you food to feed on and, and inspiration for the day. Uh, you know, and I hope you're, I hope you're getting all of this because I want you to get inspired to connect to God for yourself. You know, today we're talking about drawing near to the heart of God because it's not just a matter of drawing near to God. Because the real truth is, God is near to us. Uh, but the problem is, is not where God is geographically in relationship to us. It's really about where our heart is. Now, I just want to review just for, just for a moment. Remember that when doing an act of kindness, making a sacrifice, or giving a gift to someone, it may or may not make the recipient feel closer. Uh, it may make them appreciate you. Uh, it may make them value you. It could, based on the condition of their heart, make them despise you and see you as a fool who they can take advantage of. But it does make you, the person giving the gift or the person making the sacrifice, it does make you feel closer and more connected to them. And uh, now, now let me say this. Even though it can make you feel connected, if you give with motive, if you give with the motive that you're trying to get them to connect to you, if you're trying to get them to love you, then it can draw you to them and make you despise them at the same time. Man, have I done a world of counseling with codependent people who despise their spouse or, or their parents or their children or their friends or the people in their lives. They can't break away from them, but they despise them. But somehow or another, they keep laying their life down to them. It's because they get caught in this trap and they don't understand that, that doing for other people makes me feel connected to them, even if I despise them when I do that. So, <clears throat> uh, so, so, that's very important that you remember this. Now, remember, a person sacrifices for other people. And once you make a sacrifice for another person, for your company, for your spouse, once you make any sacrifice because of the bond that it creates, then the next sacrifice gets easier and feels more natural. And before long, you, before long you're giving your life away to somebody and you think that because you're having all of this internal experience, you think that because they're connecting to you and feeling, and you think because you're having all of these feelings of bonding, that they're obviously having those too. Well, that is absolutely not true. You, you, know, you never know how that other person is, is really responding to you. And again, it's all, it's all about their heart. And one of the greatest warnings that we have from Jesus is don't 
cast your pearl before swine. And that's just a, that's just a, a saying, an idiom. It's not calling people swine, but it's talking about people who, who either they're judgmental or they don't have the capacity for a relationship. But basically, you cast your pearl before them. In other words, your valuable things before them. And, and not only will they trample those things underfoot, they'll, they'll turn on you eventually. Because, because even though you're bonding to them and feeling connected to them and, and, and all of those things, then, then they may not at all be feeling connected to you. So we are the one that, that really connects to the other person because of our giving. But here's something that's really intriguing about this. And Rick and I were talking about this before we, you know, before we actually started uh, shooting today. And, and this is one of these things that I'm, I'm, I'm even reluctant to say much about that. I'm not going to say much about it. I'm just going to say a little bit. But this is one of these nuggets that there's so much more to this than, than, than I understand at the moment. I can, I can talk about it, I can articulate it, but there's more to it than, than I ha can get because you can't get it intellectually. See, if, if a gift and the size of the gift that you give somebody draws you to them and creates this bond to them, then stop and think about this. God gave the perfect gift, the ultimate sacrifice. The Bible calls it the unspeakable gift because it's just beyond description. It's beyond putting value on. And God gave that gift to the world. Now, what this means is, see, God's character is that of unconditional love. That's just so important that we, that we understand that. But Keep in mind, unconditional love is not codependent love. One of the things that just sickens me, and it, it, it really messes people up, much of what is being taught about unconditional love in pop theology today is actually describing a codependent love, which kind of makes God a doormat. It's almost like I need you so much that, that, that you can just treat me anyway, and, and, and you know, it is really not going to matter. It's not going to make any difference. Well, the language of the Greek New Testament and the language of the Hebrew clearly identifies the, the difference between the fact that God doesn't change. In other words, God is always kind. God is always loving. God's always merciful. God's always patient. In other words, you can go to 1 Corinthians 13 and every attribute, attribute of love that is described in 1 Corinthians 13, God has that in his character, regardless of what the other person does. But somehow we've twisted that into equating a relationship with God or equating the fact that, that God has this, this relationship connection with us when in fact, there are phrases in the Greek New Testament and there are words in the Hebrew Old Testament that clearly differentiate the love of God that's based on His character and the love of God that emerges as a result of this relationship, as a result of a person actually responding, loving him back, appreciating, having value. See, what we do in our codependent concepts of love, 
man, we just sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice. We make fools out of ourselves. We destroy our lives for people that have no intention of loving us back. And then usually, if we're doing what we do to get them to love us and they don't do it, then it becomes clear that that love is not our character. Because when they don't love us back, man, we can lose our minds, get, you know, get uh, mean, get hateful. You know, I was watching this, uh, uh, the documentary of Selena. I can't remember her last name, the famous you know, uh, Hispanic <coughs> singer that, uh, that, that was kind of a sensation and... and uh, and, you know, her manager had a codependent need for Selena to love her and appreciate her and, and be there for her. And so uh, her manager stole money from her and did some things. And so when Selena did not respond the way the manager wanted to, the manager murdered her. So it was very clear, number one, that what she was offering was not love. I want to tell you something. When you're offering kindness, when you're offering patience, when you're offering mercy, when you're offering these things to anybody and you don't like the way they respond and you withdraw that and, or, and, and maybe even go the step farther, you become vengeful and you become hateful and you attack them and you, and you slander them and you talk about it. Even if it's true, you're still just trying to bring them destruction. I got news for you. What you had never was love. It was manipulation. It was a price that you were paying to purchase their love. It was a price you were paying to purchase uh, uh, their commitment to you. And the fact that you changed when you didn't get what you want is a clear indicator that that never was your character. That was manipulation, clear and simple. Now, God, if, and this is why religion has such a warped concept of God, because religion would have you to believe that when you don't love God back the way, uh, the, you know, the way he wants you to, that he's going to turn on you. And he's going to punish you. He's going to hurt you and all these things. Well, no, because if he did that, it would be obvious that he was a manipulator, not that he was a God of love. But see, God's love is all about his character. And the question is, are we drawn? You know, I, I, you know my wife, I was drawn to my wife because she was a good mother. I was drawn to my wife because she was kind to people, even when people sometimes weren't kind to her. I was drawn to my wife because of the way she treated people and the way she especially treated people uh, even, in, even in a conflict situation. And so it was her character that drew me to her because I'd never been in a relationship with anybody that really their love was genuine. Now stop and think about it. You know, all of my life, you know, you know, when I was young, I was a musician. Man, I was playing in concert bands here in town, playing on college campuses. I was playing in, I, I, you know, it was the house band at one of the coolest clubs in the Huntsville back in the, in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s. 
uh, you know, so kind of, you know, had the best drugs in town, was a party animal, all that kind of stuff. And so the truth is, everybody that was drawn to me was drawn to me because of what they could get from me. And so every, I didn't, there, there was no such word as codependent in the 60s. I don't think that word came into existence or came into the dictionaries until the 80s or late 70s. But uh, we didn't know, I didn't know what to call it, but I knew that the people around me were only good to me because of what they get. I knew that the women in my life were only there because I had good drugs, party man, good band, hung out with cool people. You know, it, it had nothing to do with them having character. Well, you know what's interesting is when Brenda and I got together, number one, physically, I didn't even know how long I was going to be alive. I was facing uh, what was almost a death sentence because of my kidneys, uh, uh, birth defect. I had my kidneys and an infection that I got in my kidneys that was basically incurable at that time. There was no way, there was no way to treat it. So I didn't even know how long I was going to stay alive. I didn't have money because every penny I got was spent on medical bills. Uh, you know, I, 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 I gave up uh, my, really, I gave up my ministry and just, and just you know, I was going to serve God. And I was going to win people to Jesus. But, you know, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing in my life that a person would look at and say, mm, I can get something out of this. And I tell you, I got to tell you, you know, I, sometimes I just wondered, why are you even here? Well, you know something? Uh, love isn't there, or, or is, love isn't expressed because of what it can get back. Love is expressed because that is who the person is. God loves us because of who He is. And God valued us so much that He gave His Son as an unspeakable, unparalleled, unestimable gift that bound Him to us. Not in a codependent way, but it bound Him to us in a way that says, okay, I may get off of the path. I may go over here and do some destructive things, but God is not going to be doing these destructive things to me. You know, today I was, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a new book called Heaven on Earth, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I just, I think it's going to be one of the most relevant books I've ever written. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a book that's going to bring together more pieces of the gospel, uh, the Word of God, than anything I've ever written. And, and, and I was just talking about the whole concept of, of the parable of the sower and seed where Jesus says, you know, to him who has, more is given. And to him who has not even what he has is taken away. Well, in the Greek language, the word taken away isn't really the right translation. The words taken away isn't the right translation. It's sort of like if I have a hole in my pocket and I put money in my pocket and the coins are, fall out of my pocket and I lose them along the way. What took those coins away from me was that I had a hole in my pocket. And the fact that I didn't sew up that hole in my pocket really means that I am the one responsible for it. 
Now, God keeps loving us. And now when our life is falling to pieces and when nothing is working, it's because I am one who doesn't have. Well, what is it I doesn't have, don't have? Well, you'll find out when I teach on heaven and earth and when I teach some more about this. But the point is, when I don't have this quality of life in my heart, then what I do have in my heart robs me of any way that my life could get better. But it's not God doing it. It is what is in my heart. You know something, I want to be sure and mention this to you. On, on April the 20th, you, know, you hear me talk about language and, and how, to, how to do these language studies. Be sure April 28th and, and uh, check out, go to our website, impactministries.com, or if you're on our mailing list, you've already gotten contact about this. And be sure and plan to come in to Huntsville, Alabama, or to attend online where we're talking about conversations from the heart of God. I'm going to show you how to do word studies that are all about the heart of God. And, you know, without getting all complicated, all that kind of stuff. So be, be sure and check this out because I'm going to tell you something. It's going, to, it's going to mean a lot to you. And when you get to where you can do decent word studies, you don't have to become a linguist. You don't have to memorize a bunch of stuff. You just have to know how to use the tools. You'll get to where these concepts are, 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 are good for you. They're, they're, they're easy for you, for you to connect to. Now, <clears throat> so God loves us. He, is, he, he did not wait until we responded properly to make this incredible sacrifice. He did it because that was his character. And whether we ever respond or not, that is our choice. But I'm going to tell you something. And, you know, there's people, you know, universalists and people teaching today that, you know, everybody's going to heaven whether they want to or not. Well, that, that, that. That doctrinal era has been around for as long as mankind has been around. But the real truth is, since we're free will agents, anyone who doesn't want to be with God, anyone who doesn't want to be in a godly environment will never be forced to be with God. It's just, it's just that simple. So there are people that are rejecting this gift. God is not changing, though. God is not saying, okay, I'm going to start punishing those people. I'm going to start. No, God's going to keep loving you in the hope that one day that goodness will draw you to repentance. That goodness will say, oh, I'm changing my mind about this deal. I'm changing my mind about God. I'm changing my mind about, about what life is about. And, and so in, in that case, we respond. Now, here's what happens. Here's the way love works. A person is pouring out their life for someone. And, you know, they're just doing it like in Brenda's case, because that's who she was. She wasn't trying to get me. She wasn't trying to win me. That's just who she was. Well, you know something? People who have a heart for it, when they recognize love in other people, and, you know, the people who don't have a heart for it, they're just going to use those people. People who don't have a heart for it, are going to take advantage of them. People who don't have a heart for it are going to be blood-sucking vampires that, that suck the life out of them and give nothing back. But you know something? People who have a heart for love, when they see and recognize the incredible value that someone else has for them, it is, 
their natural response then to have value back and they will always want to give back to that person because you know gratitude does that. And remember, the absence of gratitude, and I, I love this, my friend Jimmy Bratcher, preacher, friend, musician that I love and minister with all the time, he shared this with me, I have some research he was doing. In the absence of gratitude, there is always the sense of entitlement. And so the person who doesn't have a heart for love, it's just entitlement. You owe this to me. Yeah, I'm wonderful. You should be treating me this way. But the person who is grateful, that person wants to express their gratefulness. They want to express their value back to that person. And so that's why Romans, Romans 12, 1, really, really interesting passage of Scripture. And, you know, you can read Scriptures like, like Romans 12, 1, and you can read it in the sense of, of obligation or you can read it in the sense of natural responses. Romans 12, 1 says this. Paul says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You see, it is only reasonable for me to love my wife. It's only reasonable for me to make Sacrifice. And I will tell you, in a lot of ways, I was more sacrificial than she was in some areas. But in a whole lot of other ways, she was way more sacrificial than I was. And it becomes reasonable not out of obligation. It becomes reasonable out of appreciation to sacrifice back. And then the amazing thing is that bond comes alive. You see... If you want to connect to the people in your life, number one, make up your mind. You're going, to, you're going to walk in love. You're going to be a person of love. Number two, if you want to connect people in your life, make sacrifices for them. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about being a doormat. I'm not talking about being used. I'm definitely not talking about manipulation and try to get something back. Contribute to them by expressing quality or value for their life. If you, want, if you want to connect to God, of course, we come by the blood of Jesus. And, you know, I got a whole bunch of teaching about that in the series, about drawing near by the blood. But, but not only that, if I, if I want to serve God, I serve people. And I serve people in the name of the Lord. I serve people by showing them who God is and by treating them the way that God would treat them. And it's an amazing thing that happens that as we begin to lay down our lives for God, for people, we start falling in love with people. And, and those who will not sacrifice their lives for God and people will never fall in love with God and people. They may do things for God and people from time to time begrudgingly. They may do what they feel like they have to do. But when you make up your mind, this is who I want to be. I want to embody 1 Corinthians 13. I want to, I, these are the character traits I want for the purpose of expressing my value to God and people. I want to tell you something. It will make you fall in love in ways that you can't imagine. Listen, let me just say this real quick. Like, number one, be sure that uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, that you uh, like this or at the end of this broadcast, take, just take a minute or two and, uh, uh, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. That causes thousands of people around the world to see this. Also, if you don't have my mobile app, get it now because every single day I'm sending out something that's incredibly important to you and going to be incredibly beneficial to your life. And don't forget, 
If you want to get this series in its fullest, you don't have to buy it. You know, if you want to buy it, a lot of people want to own the series. They want to have it there. They want to have the CDs. They want to share them with their friends. But you know something? You can go over to MoveYourBoundaries.com, Impact Unlimited, and for one dollar for the first month, get access to this series and, and my books and all of my other stuff are just for pennies a day. You know what? We're doing everything we can. Put all the tools and resources in your hands. And remember, whenever you purchase series or whenever you become a world changer and financially support this ministry, it helps us take the gospel to the ends of the earth. You know what? Almost everybody out there listening to this program today, you're getting it for free because people care enough about you to make sacrifices to give to you to make it possible. All right, listen, I'm gonna be sure and talk to you next week. And I can't wait, got a great message for you. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.